0: Hey what's going on guys, welcome back to Jeremy Scott from podcast radio show coming to you on this Wednesday evening here January the 29th with an episode titled 7 tips that will help you in everything you do and if that's fitness, your nutrition, your relationship, your career, finances, everything In between, these are seven little takeaways that most of you guys probably already know, but it's nice to kind of hear them chopped and and served in a little bit of a different way. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll notice I'm in my home office right now. So if my dog goes berserk, it's just trying to protect me from Amazon Prime or UPS, depending on who knocks on the door first here this evening. But before I kick off, I just want to mention this since I got a lot of you who had requested me to talk on this fast and just from the text messages and conversations I've had with friends and clients this last week here obviously unless you've been under a rock you guys saw that uh, Kobe Bryant uh, was in a helicopter crash that uh, killed everybody on board Uh, he was 41 years old his daughter was 13 years old she passed away as well as well as all the other passengers uh, on the helicopter and admittedly, most of the time when I see things like that in terms of you know people in the the public eye and spotlight I don't feel any kind of way about it and I don't mean to say that in a very cold way but I didn't know them and yeah like you said like oh I feel bad that sucks they were too young but it doesn't really hit you right like you don't feel it in your gut and even though Kobe like I don't personally know him uh, we didn't hang out oddly enough he was just at one of our clients homes about 30 days ago which is You know, you're all kind of connected through these, you know, six degrees of separation. That's actually a pretty close one. And obviously, you know, living here on the West Coast, we're in close proximity, growing up, playing basketball my whole life, um, and having him be 41, I'm 36, he's not that much older than me. It, you felt terrible uh, when you heard the story and you saw And honestly, I was, I just got done with the workout Sunday, our Advanced Metcon, And my homie Ben, who's six foot nine, you know about two hundred, you know eighty pounds, just a beast. He played basketball in college as well, like myself. He had just left, and then all of a sudden I see his car pull back up in front of our building. He's like, "Holy shit, did you just see this?" And we were just there in disbelief, and we didn't even know the whole story at that point, but we just saw that, and it's like it was like this gut punch where you kind of felt shitty the whole day because of it, and maybe it's because he's a dad and maybe it's because you know his daughter passed as well as well as the other people on the the helicopter or maybe it's because you know his wife now is there you know with these other children and she has to kind of you know do it alone or because we saw him come up you know we we saw him come into the league at 17 years old and you know play his whole career for the lakers you see kind of his you know maturation process through it all he you know we grew up as he grew up if you will and to see his work ethic and that's probably the biggest thing is his you know this this mamba mentality the dude was just a killer right like he wasn't trying to be the most popular guy in the league he wasn't trying to make friends he was trying to win and he was trying to win at all costs he didn't care if it was unpopular he didn't care if you didn't like him he just wanted you to get the most out of yourself that you could get so he could win another championship so he could be as close to you know michael jordan as possible he wanted to be jordan he wanted to be better than jordan he wanted to be the greatest of all time and i grew up obviously in minnesota Uh, watching WGN, which we got at our house. And so I grew up a Bulls fan, diehard Michael Jordan fan to my core. I think he's the GOAT. I don't think you can convince me otherwise. I think he's the greatest of all time. And if if you had me pick a team and I wanted to win, I would pick Michael Jordan first. And, you know, Kobe may never have become Michael Jordan, but dude was fucking close, man. He's the closest thing I've ever seen to it, like a carbon copy, damn near. And, uh... It was impressive to watch his work ethic uh, to see Kobe, you know, say something and manifest it into reality and become, you know, one of the greatest at his craft of all time. And that's not even debatable. He's, you know, arguably, you know, one, two, three, four, five, depending on where you rank him of all time greats. And the thing I noticed most in the last few years, my wife actually had a chance to watch him speak uh, not that long ago um, in Los Angeles at a, a work event she was at and Kobe was the keynote speaker which is super cool I was super jealous about that because i was always a Kobe fan I'm a, I'm a fan of anybody who masters their craft and I and honestly I loved you know Shaquille O'Neal as a little little kid um, I actually still have my first authentic jersey I ever got because my family grew up broke as shit I got an authentic Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic jersey black pinstripe it is still in my closet to this day and uh, I'll break it out one of these days for Instagram and I'll do a, a workout in it but I love Shaq and so therefore I love Kobe because I wanted the Lakers to do well um, and uh, I I really was just a fan of not just the, you know what he could do on the court, but the work ethic that went into it, and that kind of you know let me squeeze out as much of my potential as possible and see where it takes me. You now, obviously, the dude had God-given talent. You know that that's a must. You have to at that level. But the work ethic he had, very few people uh, could ever match that. And that's, that's that Mamba mentality. Like I'm I'm the Terminator. I'm coming here to just kill everybody and that's it. But in the second chapter of his life, you know, that kind of second act, if you will, once he's retired, he now had become, I don't want to say softer, but much happier. When he would do podcasts and interviews, he would smile. Um, He would laugh. And you didn't see a lot of that through his playing career. And it seemed like he really was coming into his own as a man. Obviously, I think we're all growing and we're all, you know, pivoting and and changing gears. Uh, For me as well, like the things I talk about at 36 are... Are far different than I talked about at 26 because you become more mature and you see the world differently and you value things differently and you could see that in him and he was happy and he became someone who would mentor other players not just in basketball but across all sports and his work was starting to transcend just what he did on the court and you could see the happiness and see the impact of being a dad and coaching his kid and and being involved in that and so maybe that's why You know, it it made me feel a certain kind of way on Sunday. And I just really kind of felt like in a funk the rest of the day in all reality. Or maybe the fact that we're not that far apart in age and the fact that all this could be taken away from me tomorrow as well. And how, you know, admittedly pissed off I would be that I didn't spend my time a little bit differently. Even though I've, you know, tried to make the most of every 86,400 seconds I get, none of us are promised tomorrow and if if you knew you only had, you know, a couple years left. If you only knew you had a couple days left, how would you spend your time? What would you worry about? Who would you spend it with? Who would you talk to? What would you do with it? You probably wouldn't worry about the square footage of your house. You probably wouldn't worry about the kind of car you drove. You probably wouldn't worry about your job title because I'm not saying those things don't matter in life because they do, but they're not the biggest things and they're sure as fuck not the only things and yet We all walk around here like in this haze, like we're all going to live forever. I mean, we know we aren't. Like, we know we're not going to get out of here alive, right? Like, we know that at our core, but we don't act that way. We don't live our life that way. We don't operate that way. We let little things piss us off and make us mad and drag us down. And it it just isn't worth it. it. It really isn't. And if this can be a sobering moment for anybody to realize, like, wow, I need to spend my time doing things that matter most to me and really just looking at the legacy that he left of, yeah, if you work your ass off, amazing things are going to happen. But you also have to take time to enjoy yourself. And I don't know where that line is for everybody. You know, Admittedly, I'm I'm a workaholic, if you will, but I enjoy my craft and what I do. And so I I do get fulfillment and enjoyment in it. But I want all of you listening to me, whether you're a basketball fan or a Kobe fan, whatever, let it be just a wake up call to stop wasting time doing dumb shit and holding grudges and being pissed off and worrying about things that really don't fucking matter because none of us is guaranteed tomorrow. And if this isn't, you know, the most crystal clear evidence of that, I don't know what is. So um, that's just my two cents on it. Again, obviously I was a Kobe fan forever. I feel terrible for, you know, his wife and his family and, and the people who are affected by it at a, at a super deep level. And if there's anything, you know, great they can take out of it, it's just really just if, work hard, you know, try to be a good person and, and just make the most of every single day you're given because you never know when it could be your last. So. On that note, on to today's message from a homie, Pat Rigsby, who had sent this out. Um, typically, these are geared towards, you know, fitness, but these are applicable to anything in life, no matter who you are and what you do. And these are, you know, frankly, just... Reminders, uh, even to myself and me personally. And I wanted to share with all of you guys so you don't find yourself, you know, wandering into thought patterns and processes and things and places you don't want to be. And I think this in life, right? All great achievements, you don't wander into them. You don't wander into being a millionaire. Trust me, I, I know this. You don't wander into being into great shape and I know that as well. You don't wander into having a great marriage. You don't wander into being a really gratitude-filled, perspective-driven, awesome human being. You wander into things like being overweight. You can wander into being in debt. You can wander into bad drinking habits and eating habits. Those things happen, but not instantaneously, right? Like, where, if you are a person who you know maybe drinks alcohol once a month and all of a sudden you start a new trend or you get stressed and you drink it every weekend, and then you say only on the weekends and all of a sudden you start drinking it during the week, and it kind of snowballs into this negative pattern of drinking alcohol. It's the same thing with food, it's the same thing with skipping workouts. it's the same thing with you know sleeping in not doing the things that you said you were going to do it goes the same way with not budging your money and just frivolously spending, and all of a sudden you find yourself you know, $25,000 in credit card debt, and you're like, what the hell? So I share these for the simple facts of if you want things in your life, if you want to live a 1% life, if you want to elevate your life from where it is today to the next station or the next level up, you have to be diligent. And I think these seven things are going to help you guys get there along the way. And the first one would be stop blaming your circumstances. And so many people do this. I guarantee there are other people out there with similar... Or much worse circumstances than you who are doing really really well and you should follow their lead they have more kids they have less free time they grew up in a shittier household with less money and less support and less opportunities and yet they're finding a way to crush it and they're finding a way to just keep doing better and better and better and yet you're pissed because you weren't born with the five million dollar trust fund You're pissed because mom and dad didn't do this for you. You're pissed because your husband or wife didn't do this for you. You're mad because you didn't go to this school or you didn't get that opportunity. You can't control that. All you can control is how you look at your life and how you think of things moving forward. So just know if you're blaming your circumstances today, and I say this all the time, if everybody threw their problems in a pile in the entire world and you saw all the other shit people were chewing on, You would sprint and grab yours pretty quick, especially if you're listening to me right now on a podcast in your free time, which a lot of other people don't have the same opportunity and luxury you currently do. Number two, you have to stop blaming other people for all your shit. As soon as you take responsibility for your success, you're ahead of probably 90 to 95% of the people in society every single day when you stop blaming other people for where your life is at you're already ahead out of 9 out of 10 people you're already in the driver's seat you're already winning when you just take responsibility and albeit shitty things happen to all of us albeit Kobe Bryant just tragically passing for, for no apparent reason whether you're spiritual or religious or you believe in God, source energy of the universe I don't have a reason for that I don't know why shit things like that happen they're just fucking shitty man And they just flat out suck. And I don't have an answer for it. But for those of us who are here, we can't blame other people. It's not your mom's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's not the president's fault. It matters way more what you do at your house than the White House. You are in control of your destiny. Nobody else. It's not predetermined. You can change it if you want to. The minute that you understand that you are the one who is able to do it and nobody else. You don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait for somebody else to do something. You can just do it today if you choose to. Number three, you got to be persistent in all your efforts. Real success doesn't come easy to any of us. Now, obviously, some people have God-given talent in terms of, you know, music or, you know, sport or mathematics or whatever you're naturally good at. But to be truly successful, like to to really, you know, cash in and capitalize on that, it, it doesn't come easy I mean, obviously, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't work with it, what's it worth? I met a lot of people in sports in my life who had way more genetic gifts than I did. And they didn't do one-tenth of the things I was able to do. I've met so many people who are ridiculously talented in fitness in terms of genetics, um, IQ even, you know, they have all the right tools, but they're not willing to put in the work. And so success doesn't come easy for anybody who, who really reaches it at a, a level that has impact or like that critical mass scale, right? So if you stick with something and you work your ass off, you're probably going to get to where you want to be. Or you'll be damn fucking close. Unless you're just truly terrible at something and you work at it. Like if I was going to try to be a singer, uh, it's just not going to happen. Don't, don't have the pipes for it. I'm not Beyonce. Uh, I'm not Beyonce. I'm not uh, John Legend. It's just not gonna, I'm not going to be able to play music. I'm not a great singer. It's just not really my jam. But short of that, if you're consistent and you just show up every single day and you're the last fucking guy in the room and you're willing to be the first person in the door and the last person to leave and you just really pour your heart into something because you believe in it and you enjoy the process of it and you get lost in the craft of it, you can find real success. And I don't know if you'll be famous. I don't know if you'll make a lot of money. But you'll have impact and you'll be happy. And that's probably what matters most. Number four, do what you should be doing. Your actions every single day and everything in life are either moving you closer or further to your goals. I'll repeat that so you guys really let it sink in. Your actions every single day and everything you do are either moving you closer to or further from your goals be aware of how you are spending your time people say this all the time oh i'm just i'm maintaining i'm just staying the same life my friends is this uphill battle where if you try to do that you will coast and when if you coast uphill if you understand gravity in the world you're going to backslide quickly so that means you are not staying the same you're going backwards. You have to make little efforts every single day to move the needle just that much further forward. It's got to be crazy stuff. I'm not saying you got to go hit a home run, but you got to put the bat out there, man. You got to make contact and you just got to get on base. And you got to do that consistently day after day after day. Number five, you have to be willing to invest in others. And you have to spend time every day trying to add value to the lives of the people around you. Whether that be your clients, if you're in the service industry, um, if you're you know a coach, uh, a teacher, whether it be your athletes, uh, your students, uh, colleagues, friends, associates' lives, family for sure, um, because it'll come back to you. Not just tenfold, but like a hundredfold, or a thousandfold, or like a trillionfold, whatever the whatever the craziest number you can think of is. I just find that when we do right by people, And if you're a karma person, and I believe in that, I believe if you throw a lot of good shit out into the world, a lot of good shit's going to come back to you in, in ways that you never even understood that and making connections and building relationships and not being transactional, not trying to fucking squeeze everything out of everybody. Be the hand that is trying to help as opposed to take. Does that make sense? Like if there's a donation bucket, you're the hand putting in money. You're not the hand fucking trying to steal the money every single day. Try to give back to other people. And the crazy thing is, is, they'll give back to you way more than you ever gave to them if you do it consistently over time. That has been my experience. I try to invest in every single person who comes in our door and every person I work with. And the funny thing is, there's so many people that message me every single day on Instagram or email, and they always want shit. Rarely do they ever come to me with an opportunity that would make my life easier or make my life better, or something that is like a JV venture, like a joint venture where we both have this synergy, where we both are getting something out of it, and we're both really helping each other. 99% of the time, it's like, what can we extract from Jeremy? What can we get from him? What can he do for us? Never the other way around. Even if it's like monetary-wise, right? Like, if they're like, going to pay me something. Hey, Jeremy, here's this contract. It's worth $30,000. Most of the time, when you really read through the fine print, and you look at the scope of it, they're going to make 150,000 for the 30 they're gonna pay me, which is fine. It's business. I understand it by all be it, but it's always them trying to take, never them trying to give something that where we can build each other up and make each other awesome. And I think the more often you can do that in your professional and personal life, the happier you're gonna be. And what you'll find is you'll make more money, you'll have more fun, and you'll build a bigger, I guess, network and a bigger legacy of just happiness throughout. Number six. Work on you every single day. You should work on yourself every single day, at least a little bit. It doesn't got to be crazy stuff, but if you want to go big and deep, go into seminars. I'm a huge fan of personal development. uh, If you're into that and you think it can help you, uh, depending on how you learn and whatever your learning style is. Books. I'm a huge fan of books. I do audiobooks, admittedly, about 100 per year, plus the list of podcasts I do. And I will do a separate podcast for you guys on the books I'm currently reading, or maybe if you want my top 10 list of books, I don't know, whatever you guys are into, shoot me a message, ask, and and I'll record it. Or the the top podcasts I've listened to this year, the top audio books I'm into. If you guys are into mastermind groups, I was part of a mastermind group for about five years. And uh, it helped me out a ton. Not that, you know, the coaching that was inside it was like anything revolutionary. Obviously, I learned a lot of strategic stuff early on in my career that really helped elevate me and understand like wow even if you're awesome at fitness and you're like super fit and you have the you know technical skills and the knowledge to share with people it doesn't fucking matter unless they know who you are and you can get in front of them so whether you want to look at that as marketing or sales or trying to do you know lead capture and lead gen and you know split testing ads and all all the technical stuff that's required of a business you know forecasting what's coming up in the future looking at trends those things all matter but to me like a mastermind group was more so for the network of people and that's Well, I always go back to, you know, invest in others. And I always tried to be like, well, if these people are in this group and they're doing this, what can I do to help them out and how can we help each other? And I probably got more out of every mastermind group from the humans in the group than the actual coaching and what we were doing. Obviously, it's awesome to be held accountable and have metrics and do challenges and it keeps things fun. It's it's kind of like playing a game where it keeps the carrot always in front of you. But I always got more out of the people I met. And uh, that's probably the biggest thing. And that's why I say, like, surround yourself with awesome humans um, because they're always going to help you improve. And you can always, you know, trade best practices. You can always beg, borrow, and steal from each other. And at this point, like, I'm not currently part of a mastermind group, although I feel like I have, like, a lifetime mastermind group now from the people that have, A, worked in my business with me directly and the people that were obviously once in that group are now my friends. They're now colleagues. They're now peers of mine. And there might be a lot of things I do way better than them, but there's a lot of things they do way better than me. And so we can always ask, like, hey, you know, hey, Fred, what are you doing with this? Hey, Travis, what are you doing with that? Hey, Ben, what are you doing with that? Hey, Dave, what's going on here? Hey, Lex, like, how are you using this? And that's what I try to do is ace surround myself with people who are awesome humans because if these people sucked as humans, I wouldn't do it, but they're smart and they care about the craft and they give a shit and they all have something different to bring to the team. That's how I look at it. This is like, regardless if like, we're all like, you know, we're all doing something different. We're all kind of, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs in the, you know, health and fitness space. And some of us are pivoting to, you know, real estate or, or clothing and doing whatever. And fitness is always a part of our lives. Obviously, I'm podcasting now and this has become a, a huge, huge part of our business and what we do and our reach and, and how we make money. But they all have a different skill set. I look at them like we I created this team, whether they whether they know they're on my team or not, uh, they are. And so, like, you know, one person is, if you want to go Bulls reference, since we're talking basketball earlier, if I'm, you know, if I'm Phil Jackson, well, I need a Michael Jordan, for sure. I need a Scotty. I need a Dennis Rodman. I need a Ron Harper. I need a Tony Kukoc. I need a Luke Longley. I need a Steve Kerr. Like, you need people on your team that fill all kind of different roles in the bucket. And that's how I look at that. So, as you work on yourself, one of the biggest things you can do is obviously become educated. You become a master at your craft but surround yourself with badass humans. And that doesn't just, and I'm not talking just fitness. I mean, like the doctors we're friends with No, I think that's very important. The, you know, having a, a real estate person, having a, an attorney, having a dentist, having a person who cuts great hair, having an awesome mechanic. All these things are part of your life. And if you find people who are masters at their craft, A, number one, hang on to them and use them for their craft. If you're not, you know, great at, you know doing dental work, obviously, become friends with the awesome dentist like there's there's certain things you can do that make your life easier and I don't just mean using them for their craft, but watch what they do. watch their work ethic both in their business and outside of it. watch how they run their business, watch how they do their craft and you can see things in people and i use there's a guy down the uh the road from us uh, in uh, our same complex and he runs a, it's called Reality Defense a dude his name's Troy and he teaches like fighting like real hand-to-hand combat not MMA uh, like, I'm, in, I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts Like love watching UFC I've watched my whole life grew up on Tyson all that stuff this is like real hand-to-hand combat so like if somebody came up to you and pulled a gun on you here's what you would do Here's how you would react. Here's how you would take the gun out of his hand. Here's what if someone were if they're you know to attack you in a bar or in an alley or as you're getting into your car. Here's how you actually punch and strike and here's what you look for and here's what you do. Here's how you assess a room. The dude is a great coach. And that's what I mean. Like he might not be in my close close inner circle. I went through a handful of demos over there because he asked me to come by. And the dude is is a great coach. And the fighting stuff is cool, and I, I learned a lot. I learned how to punch people within probably 10 minutes. It's great. And then they obviously drilled down on it. But watching him coach, he is a great coach. He took something that was foreign to me, fighting, and made me understand it within 30 minutes and how this is applicable to real life. And you could see the passion he had in it. You could see he had done it tens of thousands of times. He has become a master at that, taking something that is foreign to most of us, fighting for life, not just for sport fighting for life to defend yourself and protect yourself and did it with a passion and so when you look at when you go to your mechanic when you look at when you go get your haircut when you look at when you go to your you know if you're a woman out there when you get your hair done or a man for that matter your barber look at how they go about their business and how they work their craft you can take things from people who are great regardless of what field they're in whether they're in finance and you're in fitness great coaching and working craft and having an awesome circle of people you can learn a lot from their behaviors and again we say it all the time more is caught by watching people than is taught by them directly more is caught by watching greatness and seeing it work both in front of the camera and behind it than is going to be taught to you directly at least that's the way i look at it and then number seven focus on solutions not problems in life. Focus on solutions, not problems in life. No whining, no griping, no complaining, no bitching, no moaning. Once you've identified the problem, the roadblock, the issue, the obstacle, you should devote all of your energy to overcoming that. That's it. Like literally people waste so much time Focusing on the problem, not the solution. More often than not, when I have shit come up in my life, I'm like, okay, what can we do? How can we mitigate the damage? And how can we fix the problem or solve it? And if we can't, can we get somebody to do it here sooner than later? And how big is the problem? Is it life-threatening? Is it life-changing? Can we wait a little bit? Do we have to take into action right this second? What is going on? And how can we fix it? And if we can do it solo, boom, let's just shut our mouths, stop complaining and do it. Or if we need help, that's where it comes into reaching out to your inner circle to your team of people who can connect you even if you don't have somebody directly they're that one step away that can help you do it but I see so many people just sit and bitch and whine and complain about a problem instead of just actually focusing on a solution how they can solve it more often than not if you took the same energy you used to whine with and bitch and complain with and you took that into actually putting in the work and getting something done your problems will be solved a lot quicker than you realize. And honestly, you'd probably realize they weren't that big of problems in the first place. Now, obviously, there's certain things that are going to happen where it's just like, wow, you got to kick them in the nuts and you're going to be down for a while. But short of that, if you really just take the time and identify what the issue is and devote all your energy and resources to overcome it, you'll be crushing it before you know it. So again, I just want to drop a couple of minutes for you guys to kind of, you know, digest and chew on and marinate On these seven kind of tips that can help you literally just crush most things in your life. And if you really live them, uh, all seven of them, you know, to a fault every single day and start your day with intention and gratitude and say, hey, these are the seven things I'm going to promise to do today. Most everything else in your life is going to get a little bit better, a little bit easier, and you're going to be a little bit more badass as you kind of move through every single day. And again, most of you, all stuff you know, nothing earth shattering, but yet we all get caught up in the moment wasting time effort energy and a bunch of dumb shit and really in this day and age with the amount of resources and people you can connect with your life can be pretty amazing if you choose to be i know a lot of people sit and bag on the state of the world and what it's in but you know especially if you're in america right now the economy's been rocking the longest i've ever seen it in my entire life people are living you know longer than they've ever lived people are having access to more opportunities than they've ever had before and so i just think it's a pretty amazing time to be here and uh, it, it, like I said, it's it's far too short to just waste it and, and complain about the things that you don't have when if you really step back from your life, you realize how much badass shit you do have in your life and just be grateful for that and, you know, appreciate every single day because you know it could be gone tomorrow and if there's things that you want, you can work healthily and happily to get them over time. And if you're patient, um, you're going to win. And if there's one skill I have, you know, next to consistency, it, it is patience for sure. Um, Even it tests me at times, definitely on this journey of life I'm in right now, but uh, it's paying off, and I see it come to life, and if there's anything you guys can take from me and what I do, it's just consistency. It's just consistently showing up, and consistently chasing excellence, and consistently trying to do right by people, and consistently being a master at your craft, and uh, I might not be the most talented or the smartest, and, and some of you might not be either, but you know, being talented and being smart has nothing to do with you showing up and working your face off because anybody can do that. It doesn't take talent. It doesn't take brains. It just takes a work ethic and a belief in yourself and in what you're doing that it matters. And uh, if you do that over time, you guys will have the most badass life possible. At least it's been my experience and I think it could be the same for you. So with that said, um, anything else you guys want to hear or see in the podcast, hit me up, shoot me a message. Um, I have a ton of stuff a lot of Q&A stuff that's been stacking up which I'm going to try to get to that here in the next couple of days like I said I will try to bring my wife on as well because I know she has got a ton you know, that people have asked of her and asked of us together and I think it's a lot easier um, for me to bring her on than try to paraphrase what she would say because it would be probably completely the opposite because although we are similar very much different in a lot of thought processes and what we do and how we view the world and things so I'm going to try to make that happen here uh, in the next couple of days but again if you guys want to hear something else comment um, on this YouTube video tag me below shoot me a message on Instagram or email or, or that you guys connect with me the most mm-hmm. and until next time oh I almost forgot if you were on iTunes right now stop Don't be a lazy ass. Scroll all the way down on the podcast app on your iPhone. Click that five-star button and literally just type in a comment. It can be a sentence, two sentence, three sentence, whatever you appreciate about me or if you think I suck, leave that too. I actually had my first one-star review left uh, yesterday or the other day. Um, People give me one-stars before they think I suck, which is fine. Um, But this person actually left a comment and and told me why he thought I suck. So respect. uh, Appreciate uh, your point of view. Uh, You're entitled to your opinion. Whether I agree with it or not is a different story. But I thank you for leaving the comment. So, again. Uh, But if you guys do love it, I would appreciate a five-star over a one-star. And uh, just leave your thoughts. And then, obviously, if you're on your MacBook or your iPad, literally just click the iTunes icon, hit ratings and reviews, drop it for me, and leave the message. And please just share it with a friend or family member. Um, Selfishly, it does help us move up the rankings, and uh, it helps our business, and it helps me keep doing this podcast over and over and over again to help you guys in any small way that I can. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys... Life is too short to not be doing shit you love with people you you enjoy. So please get out and make that a priority from today and every day moving forward. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.